Hey folks, just wanted to give a quick apology for this episode being late. Uh, one of the audio files from the original recording got corrupted, and despite my best efforts, I could not resurrect it. Uh, thankfully, the original setup, including the Cassie Profassi, still survived, so our thoughts going into it are still totally the original thoughts. However, when we come back from watching the episode, that will be from a second recording session we did just a couple of days ago. Uh, thank you all for your patience, and let's get on with the show! and welcome back to another episode of Who is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed. I'm your host, Zach, and I know a lot about Doctor Who. And I'm also your host, Cassie, and I don't know a lot about Doctor Who. And today we'll be looking at Series 2, Episode 3, School Reunion. Oh, boy. Uh, it is called... School Reunion. Yeah, everyone's favorite thing to do. Fun uh, fact, because my high school shut down, I don't get one of those. No. Oh. That's a real sad. Yeah, real yeah. sad. Um, but this school reunion is a little bit better than most, I think, uh, because you haven't met uh, these characters, but we get to meet a couple of classic companions this time. Uh, oh, interesting. It's the reunion. In fact, that also leads into the first question I have for the Cassie Profassi today. Uh-huh. Um, I mentioned before the doctor has had non-human companions. Whoa, whoa. You meet one of them in this episode. Okay. Do you want to do you want to guess what they might be if they're not human? When I think companion, my immediate response is dog. And that's just because of Scratch. <laughs> that is exclusively because about Scratch from Baldur's Gate. Exactly. So I don't think that it is a white German shepherd who has lost his previous owner. Not human. Extraterrestrial or terrestrial? Well, that's that's the question. Is it? Can I get that as a hint? Then? I will. I will give you three options. How about that? Rather than rather than giving you a hint. Well, that feels cheap, though. That's not an authentic profassi. Well, it's well because I don't I don't necessarily need you to be specific with what they are. I'm just going to give you three categories, and you could pick one of those categories. Does that feel fair? Sure. Okay. So they are one of these three things. They are either. I'll give them to you in alphabetical order. Alien, animal, or robot? Hmm. Because I know when we very first started our this little endeavor, I talked a lot about early 70s sci-fi programming having men in suits roughly constructed out of PVC and cardboard to be robots. And you said, oh, yeah, there's quite a bit of that in the uh, in the original series. Mm -hmm. So I want to say robot. However, Dalek is also a robot and he's not a companion. He's not even kind of a companion. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that means that robots in this world are all inherently like bad. Like they're all inherently like because I'm honestly between robot and alien. Okay. Or android and alien, or whatever the word is that you use. Her Cassie's guess is that it's an alien robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a robot made by aliens. I did it. 
Netflix. That's a robot and an alien. <laughs> um, I'm going to say alien. You're going to say it's an alien? No. <laughs> I don't know. Because I confidently, confidently do this every time where I, I have... So- no, I'm going robot You're because going robot? I just have I I have a snapshot in my brain from like something I'd seen long ago, and in my head I think it pertains to Doctor Who. Okay, so I'm cashing in on robot. Cashing in on robot. Okay, so the first bit of the Cassie Profassi is that the non-human companion that we meet in this is a robot. So that was the reunion part of the school reunion, but this, but it is called school reunion because it takes place in a school. Uh, and this is why I have had to hide the title card from you, because the next question of the Cassie Profassi I have for you uh-huh. is, while it takes place in a school, the doctor and Rose go undercover in the school as two different roles as staff members of the school. Uh-huh. I will give you a point if you can guess either of which, uh, if you can guess either one of them, what role they decided to take. One of them is a janitor. Okay. I, I, which, I, I will let you decide. Is it the doctor or Rose that became a janitor? I don't know in this. Because if it was Eccleston, I'd say he's the janitor. I would <laughs> confidently, confidently say that Eccleston would be a janitor. Tenant, I'm not sure. Put that as a review on like the ninth doctor's Blu-ray box. Confidently a janitor. <laughs> Tenet I'm not sure about, though, because he's a little flouncier. Who is the doctor? <laughs> what, what sort of staff roles are there at a school? Well, like, I'm assuming we're, we're talking specifically about, like, and this is not to, this is not any sort of disgrace towards school roles. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they would go as somebody with, like, like a principal or like some kind of very noteworthy like head of school or a teacher. I think they would kind of fly under the radar as like, like I said, janitors or groundskeepers or like my dad worked at a school or worked for many schools fixing floors. He was a journeyman. I don't think that that's common in the UK. <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm not guessing journeyman. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Can I get some kind of hint? I will tell you they're not they're not contractors in the way that your dad would have been. Okay. Um they they are directly employed by the school. Um so they would be, you know, they're going to be the kind of people that are there every day because they're they're going undercover to like figure out some stuff that's going on in the school. So, I'm going to go janitor and PE coach. Janitor and PE coach. Wait, no, because PE is very American. That could be. I don't. I honestly don't I'm know. I'm not entirely sure how the British school system works, <laughs> unless it's with right, if unless it's a school for witches or wizards. Mm-hmm. I I will put in as like two soft guesses. I'm sure that one of them is wrong, but this gives me an additional like fifty percent chance of getting one of them right. I'm going to say janitor and groundskeeper. Final Jan- answer. Janitor and groundskeeper are her final answer for these two. Alrighty, so that is uh, the two guesses that Ca- the two guesses Cassie's locked in. We're gonna meet a robot companion, and we're gonna see uh, uh, the Doctor and Rose as, in no particular order, the groundskeeper and the janitor. Uh, so let's check out School Reunion and see how right or wrong Cassie is today. See you in just a minute. <laughs> oh boy. 
This week's episode of Who Is My Doctor is brought to you by Scamps.com. Oi, mister! Do you need yourself a little lad who's mischievous sooner like a bull or amusing way? Scamps.com is your number one source for cheeky little guys such as myself, and there is nothing we won't do for a lark. Enticing, ain't it? We can do silly little dances and then steal all your food. We can prank your mum and say that you's died. And then surprise, you're on a doorstep with an apology speech and a box of chocolates. We'll break into your home and then your hearts. All you have to do is climb to your rooftop and scream, Scamps! And one of us will answer the call. Really, the website is just a formality. It's how we keep us all together, keeping track of statuses and locations for safety reasons. Scamps.com, your new favourite place to find yourself a friend. And we are back from school reunion. And... (laughs) Definitely, definitely just one episode span of time after after that break you just heard. Yup, only one, one episode, one whole episode. Yep, definitely not two and a half months. No. Um, Yeah, so. Us, to be fair, like, kudos to us for being months in advance. Yeah. I'm so proud of us for having backlog of stuff, but also... So, uh, just to be clear, uh, the first recording we did of this second part, uh, is lost. One of the files is corrupt and I tried getting it back and I couldn't, uh, that's why our episode is late this week. So hopefully I can be quick on editing this and have it out by this weekend and all that good stuff. But thank you for, uh, (laughs) waiting patiently for this episode to come out. But yeah, my files are fine. Yes, it was just my side of the conversation. My mic just dropped after a couple minutes into the audio file. So if we want to release a Cassie's thoughts only episode. Yeah, you might. Cassie's thoughts with the echo of Zach. (laughs) With Zach far away. Really, I think a huge improvement on this podcast is if we turn me down to just a light sprinkling. Yeah. (laughs) Just salt bay. I've always thought that there should be more of me, certainly. (laughs) Well, this wouldn't be more of you. It's the same amount of you. It's just less of me. Exactly. <laughs> so proportionally, I suppose. But we did. Uh, now that we've got sat after I sat down to edit it, I realized I couldn't fix it. So we're doing this uh, <gasps> very hasty record, I suppose. Not hasty. We did sat down and rewatch the episode together. So we were refreshed. Um, and so let's just start off with uh, how do you how do you like a school reunion, Cassie? Let me refer to past Cassie's notes. I didn't have a lunch lady at school. That is why I did not think lunch lady. Accurate. <laughs> so that's in reference to the Cassie how, professor. <laughs> the Cassie. How, I'm not done with my thoughts, Zach, please. How a starian of the headmaster with the quote, no parents, no one will miss you. That's fucked up. <laughs> And uh, I'm still mad. I di- well, this is from today. I'm still mad. I didn't assume drama king uh, Davy Tenney doctor wouldn't pick to be the center of attention, i.e. professor of physics. 
yeah physics 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 he really makes you uh take a moment to wonder if the doctor knows anything about physics i don't think he does i mean he's he is a genius so he does uh i think he has a fair understanding of physics i don't actually think he understands because things think about it Earth physics have to be fundamentally different than any other planet's physics. So I have... Not necessarily. I... Well... (laughs) Okay, but why would he have such an innate, detailed understanding of physics that he could teach a classroom of children when he has been everywhere in the galaxy? Yes, physics are similar in a lot of places but we don't know what physics on different planets are like because we have only been to the moon (laughs) and have sent dead robots to mars well what i mean by that is physics isn't necessarily about how things work on earth in a lot of ways it's about the math problem for why they work on earth i need you to understand zach i myself do not understand a lick of physics. I've I have purchased. This is a true and actual fact about me. I own three different effectively physics for dummies books. I still do not understand physics. My high school teacher passed me, gave me a passing grade in physics because I was nice to her and would talk to her about hydroponics. You know, the most physics thing you can talk to a teacher about <laughs> is how to make plants grow in water with fish. But I, just to circle back around to the point you were making, in regards to the Cassie Profassi, uh, you were uh, 50-50 this time around. I'm so angry because we re-listened to the intro just so we could pretend uh, that this is all one cohesive episode. <laughs> And I said P.E. teacher, and I specifically said the word teacher. Why Mm -hmm. I did not hang up on the word teacher? Because I could have cashed that in and said, "Ah, ah, I said the word teacher. No, 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 no. I had to then say groundskeeper. Yep. A la Hagrid, because I was still fucking hung up on Hogwarts. (laughs) The only British school I know. (laughs) Yeah, and you, like, the thing that you came out swinging with was janitor. Janitor was like, you were like so sure it was that. To be fair, I cheated a little bit. I had seen the thumbnail. And so I saw the little like white outfit that wrote because it was on my account. We watch, we watch these on my account. So Mm -hmm. when I go on to HBO Max and this is the last thing we've watched, sometimes they're still up and I can see everything. (laughs) So I had already seen Rose and assumed like, cool, she's got to be the janitor because janitors have unlimited access to all classrooms my justification in my head was very convincing yeah no i i because lunch ladies or in this case dinner ladies do not have access to every classroom yeah they just have access to where they happen to be doing this this experiment with the oil just convenient So yes, the doctor has uh, the doctor and Rose are investigating the school because something is going on with the children. There, there is also a mention of a UFO, and then unreasonably high grades. Yes, uh, the especially if you remember at the beginning of the episode when he when the doctor is talking to Milo. Yeah, Milo knows the answers to questions that no one on Earth should know, let alone a child. 
a fifth grader yeah uh, hey like do, he... hey do you think the doctor would do well on are you smarter than a fifth grader <laughs> probably Could although you... he although depending on the doctor there might be like a speech uh, alongside it to talk about how wonderful and brilliant fifth graders are because they're children <laughs> like i was i had this thought the other day albeit it might have been a bathroom thought but i don't think i would do well on are you smarter than a fifth grader anymore? <laughs> I would have in the fifth grade, but that's because your job as a child is to go to school. <laughs> well, you definitely wouldn't be smarter than these fifth graders, although they're in high school. Uh, because, they, hey, Milo looks like a fucking fifth grader. I stand by you know, that. Fair. He does look, he does look sort of they weirdly all young. look like they are young. Yeah. Uh, but Milo knows things like he can do a, a complicated math problem Don't in an instant. Don't try to rattle it off, Zach. Uh, he could, edit, but more importantly, he knows the calculations for faster than light travel. And so the doctor's like, that's wrong. That shouldn't be the case. And I mean, the... The calculation is correct. It's wrong that he knows yeah, it. Yeah, it's wrong that he knows it. It's not It's not intellectually wrong. It is uh, ethically wrong, I think is maybe the term for it. So the doctor is investigating as a teacher, and Rosen is undercover as a, as a lunch lady. Uh, I was a dinner little dinner lady. Dinner lady. I would have. I was looking for lunch lady when I gave when I gave you the question. Dinner. Uh, I, I was a little surprised. Teacher wasn't guest. Uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was, but it was because also my logic made sense. They're trying to go under the radar. <laughs> PE teacher is still teacher. Yeah, the logic makes total sense. Oh, my God. Uh, I, to I totally Cassie, get where you're coming from. Cassie, get it together. I think also just the idea of teachers just so obvious. So you assumed that it couldn't have been that. Yeah, but this particular version of the doctor is such a fem flamboyant woo flamboyant little freak <laughs> of course he would pick teacher he does want to get dirty groundskeeper what was i thinking <laughs> idiot he can't he can't go digging in the soil in a pinstripe could suit could you imagine davy tenney with dirty fingernails davy tenney with dirty fingernails davy tenney on docky who <laughs> <laughs> but while the doctor and Rose are doing the investigating, so is an old companion of the doctor's, uh, one Sarah Jane Smith, a uh, companion of the fourth doctor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I believe she I believe she had the second longest run, although I can't remember if I know that it, I know that she's debatably first between her and Jamie McCrimmon. And I can't and I'm blanking off the top of my head if I know one of them ran for more years while the other one was on more stories. Yeah, I believe Jamie was in more stories, but Sarah Jane was on that was in there for more like more seasons. Yeah, can't help you, Peach. Yeah. Um, but Sarah Jane Smith is one of the most famous companions of all time, partly because she was the companion of one of the most popular doctors of all time beloved doctors yeah, he, uh scarf scarfy mcbig hat oh scarfy mcbig hat <laughs> scarfy okay McBighead, yeah. um who, oh what a nice pairing <laughs> which uh because now we're re-recording this i could tell you that the uh poll i put up on twitter regarding which classic doctor we'll look at first scarfy mcbig hat uh did in fact win <gasps> wait does that mean that there's canine uh, in that one it means there is a chance for canine yes uh which I guess we could talk about that next. I did. Oh, affirmative. We did. Uh, 
we did bring up uh, that he has a non-human companion in this one, and I gave you the options of alien, animal, or robot, and it was sort of a trick question because it's all three of them. He is an alien robot dog. Um, but I was specifically looking for robot when I asked it. Uh, but yes, uh, canine. Which I will also say for the past two and a half months, once a day. <laughs> At least once a day. Somebody in the house. It's not just limited to me and Zach. There are others. Yeah. By others, I mean Haley. <laughs> Affirmative. Yeah. Well, uh, no just, context. That's just become a vocal stim of mine. Yeah. Just something about uh, something about the way that canine talks. It's also the fact I didn't pick it up the first time. Canine rolls his R's. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's so endearing. And he's got like his little ears wiggle. Uh, and his nose lets him lets him like basically sniff out different uh, chemicals so he can identify their their trait because he's got the correct. <laughs> so yes, uh, I think you, specifically one of the things that you had said was that Canine was your new favorite companion. Yeah, uh, immediate like immediate jump up. I think when you first saw him, absolutely. Because here's the thing: I relate to Miss Sarah Jane so much by just keeping valuable things in the back of my car. Uh. For a very long time, I had a nightstand. That's a great value to me. Right now, I have a stool and a denim jacket. Uh, and those are the, the most important things to me right now. But yeah, I, I, love, I love a girly who keeps a robot dog <laughs> covered under a blanket in the back of her car. Yes. Why uh, it wasn't in the house? Why she... Because she didn't know that the doctor was going to be there. Yeah. So... Chances are she just has canine in her car at all times. I mean, I guess it's so silly. There's a part of me that they, I kind of get it because if you know that you have a piece of future alien technology, that if anyone gets their hands on it, you have a problem. She keeps canine as close to her as she can <laughs> at all. Like, no one is touching my boy. Hmm. Affirmative. <laughs> So we get some glimpses as to what's going on with the school early on with one of the teachers turning into a bat person. A.K.A. one of the spooky island monsters. <laughs> the, the, one of the monsters from uh, the Scooby-Doo live action movie. The first yeah. one. Um, I know they're not the same, but they've got... They were made in the same factory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they oh, use yeah. the same parts. <laughs> they have they, the same heads. They've got similar-ish heads. They were made in the same video game. The sliders are just <laughs> different. Yeah, one was modeled after a bunny. The other one was modeled after a bat. <laughs> Which, jumping ahead in the episode, the headmaster says that they are the amalgamation of every race they've conquered before. The best parts of every race they've conquered before. <sighs> Is he sure about that? Right? Are they, those all the best parts? Are you sure that it, there wasn't anything with, like, thick skin that you wanted to portray? Because yeah. Instead of you look sort of like a, like, a, like a really ugly California raisin. Ooh. Like a California raisin with wings. Yeah, and I respect the diversity with the, the, the creatine. The crelatine? Yes, thank you. The creatine. That's a protein powder, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you pointed it out. That yeah. there is one, there is one teacher who is a black man, but then when they turn into their bat creatures, there is only one dark-skinned crillitane. 
Yeah, they, they show a hallway with two white teachers in the back and the black teacher up front, and the two white ones turn into, like, like peach tone uh, crillotane, and the one up front turns into a darker one. And you're like, that's... I don't know if that... Like, that doesn't... I don't necessarily know if that's racist, but it's a weird thing that they did specifically. Well, they, they, mentioned at, they, they mentioned it at some point in the episode that they're human appearances are simply that they are human appearances yeah the only one that's got that actually changed his form is the headmaster everyone else is just it's just a personal preference of his yes everyone else has just got like uh almost like an illusion over them it it, it reminds me a little bit of in uh percy jackson and the olympians they refer to it as the mist which is like if you are a demigod you might see a centaur but if you are just a regular human being, you see a man riding a horse yeah. like that's so. So in this case, they're using mist logic. Yeah. To, to cover that up and say, oh, well, this is just what you see. Mm-hmm. This is what we want you to see. <laughs> so on that account, it it makes sense that they're they're human skin tones match their monster skin tones yeah it's just it's, i just i i think this is more of a like it would be nice if there was like maybe some other races. yeah that's the thing is it sort of draws attention to how how many of them are just white guys yeah or girls how many of them are white it yeah. just it, it the thing is it's just it just sort of reaffirms it more than any like I, like I said I don't oh, think particularly it's... since I think there's a pretty decently sized Indian population in the UK yeah so it's not like well there's only like that's that's not even a thing it that does, exists in most places it does seem kind of funny though type. if that's just, if it's just like this group of crillotane and they're all like this is our one black friend <laughs> the token black friend <laughs> right <laughs> the, 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 to- the token <laughs> it's just very weird. It's a, it was I, there a diversity pick for this episode? Because even all the kids are white too. Yeah, there's not even a single Asian kid. Which also, like, there is a part of me that's like, kudos to them for not having the stereotypical like uber super smart Asian kid. Yeah, and so they just kind of have this like, uh, <laughs> I I don't mean when I say I'm gonna use the term dumpy. But I don't mean that to describe him physically. I mean, he sort of walks around down in the dumps everywhere throughout the school. Well, especially since he says that he's not allowed to have the chips that they're serving in the cafeteria. Presumably one of his parents is making him a sack lunch, which, relatable. (laughs) It wasn't for lack of... it, It wasn't necessarily a... My mom just really likes making my bagel and cream cheese for lunch. And more of a... I simply couldn't afford to pay for hot lunch every day at school. Yeah. I could pay for peanut butter and jelly <laughs> and those Nature Valley granola bars that are really hard to chew on. So you just kind of have to suck on it like a jawbreaker. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think his name was Toby. Um, Toby. As he, as he wanders around the school. Why you love. Sorry. Sorry, Kenny. His name was Kenny. I was incorrect. I don't know where I got Toby from. Uh, Toby. <laughs> uh, and Kenny's whole thing is that he's the one kid that has been totally unaffected by the crillotine because he's not eating the oil-covered fries. Also, it seemed that the doctor also wasn't terribly affected by the the 
Well, he was already clever. Crillotane so. fries. Yeah, he's he's already very intelligent, so it wouldn't do much to him. But wouldn't it make him more smart then? Doesn't it just enhance your cleverness? Um, and I I don't actually. I mean, I'm sure it's just a plot device, so it's kind of hard to say specifically what it would do. But I mean, you could assume that the Time Lords are so far advanced that the Krillotane can't catch up with them. Fair. There's also a part where they say that you know it. It's using the child's, it's using the children's imagination uh, because they're young and still have their, like... <laughs> have genuine, unique thoughts. Yeah, meanwhile, the doctor himself is nearly a thousand years old at this point. Has no, has never had a unique thought. Is <laughs> not a Is unique... haunted by his war crimes. Yeah, he's too, too busy dealing with PTSD to have imagination. And running away from his arch nemeses. <laughs> and his feelings segue into the world's most awkward one-sided first oh okay the world's most awkward one-sided flirt session because sarah jane smith is talking to the doctor about how she's doing a little bit of an investigation he goes oh i bet you are (laughs) the entire time i'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute is the doctor just very like re-flirting with Sarah Jane because they've already done the song and dance, presumably. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, like you said, that was about a half dozen faces ago. So, uh, yeah, it just felt very much like how a nerd flirts where there is not, there's no smooth moves. There's no charisma. It's not even really moves. It's just my eyes are big and my smile is big because you're talking to me. I'm paying so much attention to you by maintaining eye contact. Oh, I bet you are. I'm not listening to a word you're saying because I'm making you believe that I'm listening to you. <laughs> That's how I trick people. You know, Sarah Jane doesn't recognize the doctor, so the doctor is excited to see her. She doesn't recognize him. Until they are alone in a room together with a god light on him. And she goes, Doctor? Well, she had just seen the TARDIS uh, in the in the little... Uh... <laughs> I don't know how I missed that twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's like trying to like run away and she like hides in, a, in like a utility closet. But inside that closet is the TARDIS. That's so funny. I missed that shit twice. <laughs> <laughs> and so she like staggers back out of the room and the doctor's just sort of just waiting there like he knew that she was gonna find it like a a predator jeez (laughs) and then you know he says hello with such recognition that i think she knows immediately that's the doctor hello sarah jane it's you doctor oh my god it's you isn't it but yes, uh, so Sarah Jane is also investigating this school, and so they all do a, a collective night investigation. Yeah, with Dutch angles galore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really want you to know how unsettled you should feel. But the most unsettling thing isn't the Dutch angle, it's the random, like, sexism from the doctor. Rats. And you decided to scream. It took me by surprise. Like a little girl. It was dark, I was covered in rats. Nine, maybe ten years old. I'm seeing pigtails, really scared. Hello, can we focus? And it's just like... That's weird from the doctor. Whoa, whoa, out of left field. Right? Because I can imagine walking through a dark school with what you believe might be monsters running about. Having a closet full of dehydrated rats fall on you would be rather scary. Right? Doctor. 
<laughs> you have rats following you in the middle of the night. It's terrifying. And then there's it's not just the doctor and Mickey having these weird fights like Rose and uh, Sarah really going at really like going total bitch tacular on one another. Yeah, right. It's hard. I, I, I couldn't really tell who started it because it felt a little like Rose was immediately upset. Rose was immediately upset because the doctor had never mentioned Sarah Jane to her, which yeah. I there is also a part that's like, dude, the doctor's been around for thousands of years. Do you think that you're his first? Do you think you're his only friend? <laughs> like, not for nothing, Rose, but he told you he was 900. Did you just assume that he was chilling alone for centuries before? He's like, oh, I've never seen a cute blonde before. So there is a part of me that's like it. I I think I made this point in the very or in the first go around too. It's very nineteen of her. Yes, like it's very very teen to assume that she is the only person in the doctor's yeah, life. She, she ironically has main character syndrome in a show where she is not the main character. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it's true. That's yeah. sad. Um. And then, but then it's also, it's not just like the 19 year old Sarah Jane also sort of gets really like, not territorial, but she gets really, she gets into the fight with Rose quite a bit. Well, cause she's been waiting for the doctor though for so many years. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a part in of her that sees that her and she immediately regresses. In the time that she sees that she first met the doctor and then she sees him again, he not only is a completely different person person physically but mentally because she knew him before the time war and this is after yeah um so it could also be a like not my doctor well it's also that sarah jane was written to be a very specific kind of companion so at the beginning of the episode they talk they talk about how sarah jane is a journalist and that's what she was before the doctor met her too, like before she became a companion, she was a journalist. And that was partly in response to how other companions had written up until then. Um, because the job of a companion is not just to be the friend. It is also to be the person the doctor can explain stuff to. The, the audience substitute. Yes. They're, they're often an audience surrogate, but there's sort of a weird problem where because the doctor up until the 13th doctor had been a man to counterbalance that the companion, or at least one of the companions is usually female. And so robot dog. Yeah. So, well, what I mean by that is you often wind up with big smart man explaining things to little dumb lady. (laughs) I'm just trying to include canine as much as possible in this episode, (laughs) Zach. Unintentional. It's unintentional sexism. They're trying to balance out the gender parity of their leads, but in doing so, because one is the smart one and one has to have the stuff explained to them. You wind up with this weird dynamic, but because Sarah Jane is a journalist, now her getting stuff explained to her is not someone talking down to the woman. It is this person is naturally inquisitive and therefore her seeking answers is now a character trait as opposed to an unintended uh, piece of sexism. It's, it's just kind of weird that they bring her back and the first thing they have her do is cat fight. <laughs> Well, maybe not the first thing, but like the main thing they do is catfight. So yes, uh, the Sarah Jane 
uh, brings along K9 and they go to uh, a little a little diner area mm-hmm. um, to to turn K9 back on and it just gets better for you when he starts talking. Well, before that there is a very specific song playing in the background which is uh, Level Terrace Apart by the Joy Division <laughs> which if you listen to the lyrics in that song it is all about like you you can be in love with somebody and you you are with somebody but even though you do love and care about someone that sometimes is your downfall mm. or it's like you can care for somebody but that doesn't mean that that is like it doesn't mean that it's true just like because it, just, just because lo- just because there is love doesn't make it perfect yes yeah when routine drives high and ambitions are low and fuck i did this the first time too and you'd think that i would have pulled up the damn lyrics because i can only quote things if the quote is in front of you i can only no only selective things i got really mad the other day while i was cleaning this stove and i started quoting lady Macbeth's monologue when she like is sleepwalking did you know i know that (laughs) i did not know you knew that yep uh, yeah, when routine bites hard and ambitions are low and resentment rides high, but emotions won't grow and we're changing our ways, taking different roads, then love, love will tear us apart again. Because I think it is the very beginning of the song that's playing in the cafe, which we could do a full deep dive. Mm-hmm. But because we've just watched the episode, we didn't have two and a half months to do research. And- <laughs> Make a really good. To argument. be fair, I didn't know this was corrupted until like two days ago, and we've worked both days since then. So, uh, yeah, I was I was at work for ten hours yesterday. Not fun. Yeah, so it's not uh, it's not for li- it's not that we didn't do research; it's that yeah, we didn't we know we bo- had this time. We were both AP students, dude. We can we could be able we should be able to pull this out of our hats. <laughs> My brain hasn't been rotted from weed and alcohol no the sun's the same smart girl i was before i'm Um, smarter now zach so they uh they take the uh they reactivate canine and they and they have him uh do a little sniff sniff of the of the oil you think the oil in that is jello or lube uh if i had to guess very luby looking it, dyed but it is um hmm because it almost looks like a uh, hand sanitizer to me fair so i almost wonder if it's like a dyed hand sanitizer it's very it's well it's the viscousness yeah the, vis- yeah, the viscosity <laughs> ap student on a roll baby <laughs> well was it ap english yeah oh well never mind and european history um <laughs> And they, he tells them that it's the krillitanes. Substance is krillitane oil. Um, which apparent, which is a thing that the krillitanes make, and if humans ingested it, increases their brain firing power, uh, makes their makes them makes them more smarter. Uh, which maybe maybe we should give some of that to you, and you would know the word viscosity. I take offense to that. Zach. <laughs> hey, hey. I play myself down on this fucking podcast to make you look like the smart one, <laughs> right? I don't need any of that bullshit, jerk. Oh my god, we've wound up being exactly what Sarah Jane was running against. A, a smart man talking down to the big dumb lady. You calling me big? 
<laughs> Sorry. Smart man talking down to the little dumb lady. You call me little? Yeah. What you gonna do about it? I'm beat you up. So strong. <laughs> so strong and so smart. I'm gonna beat you up with my mind. <laughs> you just suddenly reveal your telekinetic and throw me out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I drive your car away telekinetically. And so the Krillotane are apparently a species that uh, have, because they have modified themselves so much, they have developed almost an allergy to their own oil. And so being touched by it makes them melt. It's kind of like when dogs are allergic to their own dander. Yeah. <laughs> like, you made that. Well, then we get a really good You mo- produced it. There's a really good moment of it early on where we see it because the oil falls on one of the other lunch ladies. And she just like starts screaming, and as Rose goes to call the nine, call an ambulance. Uh, the you just say nine one one. Yeah, it's like wait a second, nine one one doesn't work in the UK. Um, but she's going to call an ambulance, and then one of the lunch ladies is like, "What are you doing? Stop that!" What you doing? Calling an ambulance? No need. She's quite all right. <laughs> it's fine. She does that a good bit it's a very good bit it's a bit that never gets old so the next day they go to the school to try and uh tear apart the krillotane's operation they don't totally know what it's about yet dude we're all over it don't try to keep order to this episode we've been bouncing back and forth the whole time that's fair uh i was all just i'll just skip ahead a little bit to uh so the plan of the krillotane is that they're trying to have children crack the scasis paradigm which is apparently the math formula that lets you become God. Yeah, the building blocks of the universe. Yeah, so the world, the universe is controlled by math. The fucking nerds. I mean, quantum physics is all math. Yep. Do you like how I just gave you a whole argument about how I'm so smart, yet I can't explain physics? Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I'm a comedian, too? <laughs> Uh, I mean, there was a pretty good bit regarding because you know, the way that they seem to be solving this is just to have the students sit down and type really fast at the computers. Um, yeah, that's the most fucked up Mavis Beacon. <laughs> Mavis Beacon teaches world domination. <laughs> and so they all sit down and they watch the, the D6 spin around while they type something <laughs> unclear what they're doing, really. But yeah, they're just kind of rapidly typing. Yeah, because and because they're kids and kid actors they don't really have a lot of finger dexterity so they're typing in like the same four keys i am upset because i wrote one note i wrote i wrote one note that is around this time that we're talking about that says the first time we see this doctor sadness i don't remember what that was referring to oh uh, that's referring to when rose oh yes when he talks about how he'll live forever she can spend her whole life with him, but he will never, he can't spend his whole life with her because humans decay. Yes. Yes. Um, upset because, uh, sort of responding to Rose being upset that, uh, he never mentioned Sarah Jane. That he never mentioned Sarah Jane or any of his other companions because there's been so many. Only Sarah Jane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, canine. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a short that we'll get to eventually that will touch on another companion discovering all of the previous companions. Um, we might watch that because there's and and Captain Jack wherever he is. Yeah, Captain Jack's still somewhere out there. I know he's still somewhere, and I know he's <laughs> gonna come back because you told me spoiler mm-hmm. that he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back. So I'm waiting with bated breath. I know it's <laughs> not in the next 
four episodes. Yeah, because we've, we've, this is after we've recorded a few more episodes since then, so. Yeah, again, kudos to us for being ahead of schedule, but also bad. <laughs> bad when things don't work. <laughs> right, hopefully, hopefully this, I mean, we got, a, we got through a pretty deep chunk without having any issues and all the episodes going up on time. So, you know, good for us on that, on that regard. Except for the weird sound, which, apologies. We're working on that. For, for if, if that bothers anyone certainly bothers me yeah anyway we're getting off topic here so they they go to investigate and well so they try to stop uh the students little mind control thing the three of them try to stop because mickey meanwhile is outside on observation duty. yeah the, mickey has been been told to stay on observation duty in the car with canine uh and so kenny like comes to the door and is like help the students are all they all have their mind control headphones on and they can and then we're all locked in here so Mickey goes to wake up K9 in the hopes that K9 has like a lockpick or something. But K9 has a much better idea. Yeah. His only response is We are in a car. <laughs> but what are, but how do we get inside K9? We are in a car. How do we get McDonald's K9? We are in a car. I really want to go see a movie. What how do, how do I get into that drive-in theater? Netflix. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wasn't. Ex- I I premeditated the response, and you threw me for a loop. With I did throw you theater. for a loop a little bit. Mm. I do like that. Kdai doesn't understand drive-in theaters, but he does understand Netflix, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was he and Netflix were invented at the same time. <laughs> Future baby. Can you um, stop rubbing your face? So yes, the when when K9 says we are in a car, he's implying to run the car in through we the are front in door. A car. <laughs> to run the car in through the front door. Uh and with that, Mickey's able to run upstairs and investigate the students and try and help. And what he does is he just follows the cords that are lined along the wall in caution tape until he finds the uh the power strip every computer is plugged into. I remember thinking that was stupid then, and I still think it's stupid now. <laughs> I think it's, it's a good, good bit. bit. It, it Well, because there's a part of me that's like, cord management is very important. Mm-hmm. Those cords would have been managed in a much better way. But also, this is a school. Presumably a... I mean, they do have uniforms, but it... I don't know if... Uh, uh, fuck. I don't know if British public schools offer uniforms. I think they do. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. It's, uh, in I'm, Sing Street, they all wore uniforms. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know exactly because the uniforms make me think private school, school but because, because there are orphans that are coming in, I almost think that means. It's orphans. Because there are orphans that come to the schools established at the beginning, I feel like that has to be a public school, but maybe it's something religious. Um, well, no, because the school wasn't named after any saint or anything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's interesting. interesting. I, I don't know exactly what was the school. Well, well we actually, actually, I don't know if you and I ever caught the name of the school because we just kept seeing the sign that says "Welcome to High School." <laughs> yeah, that's silly. It is the door doesn't say the name of the school. It just says "Welcome to High School." It has its crest, and then in the crest, it says what school it is. Yes, uh, Defrey, Defrey Vale High School is the name of it. Memorable. Uh, looking it up, I was just briefly looking it up here. Um, what a good, a good name. So catchy, so unique. When he unplugs the computers, for some reason they explode. I don't, I'm not, I, I've built a computer or two in my day, but I'm pretty sure if I unplugged it while it was on, 
it wouldn't explode. Hey, there's a lot. If your computer is manifesting the building blocks for the universe, there's a lot of juice and power running through those. <laughs> so I do believe that if you unplugged universe building computers, that they would explode. Yeah. Um, so as the Krillotane are chasing down uh, the doctor and co- the doctor and company, they have to. They at one point are like holed up in a classroom with Kenny. And they're like, how do you fight bats? And Kenny just punches the fire alarm. Man of little words. I respect that. Yeah. Um, and I think you you had said that, you know, that's not just bats that would respond to that way to the fire alarm. Oh, absolutely not. I hear fire alarm. I go nuts. I start running around, taking off my shirt, taking <laughs> off my shoes. Yeah, the fire, uh, the fire alarm going off, someone turning on a big ceiling light, all these oh sorts of things. Oh, my God. Horrible. <laughs> Just torture devices for Cassie. make me scream. <laughs> hurt my eyes, hurt my face. Um, and as the as the Krillotane keep chasing them down, they eventually make their way into the cafeteria where K-9 just starts shooting a laser out of his nose at them. Maximum defense mode. Yeah, maximum defense mode seems to be just firing the laser and spinning in a circle. I really love the mental image of a production assistant off the side controlling him with one of those little... I know that it wouldn't be, but this is better with like a Wii remote. <laughs> You're like a little wheel, <laughs> a little Mario Kart wheel. Yeah. <laughs> More likely, it's still like an RC car uh, controller because, you know, he all he does is move. There's probably just a motion for the head and then one for like yeah, moving him side to side. Yeah, it would be up and down his little ears. Uh, I'm sure his snoot is a different one, <laughs> but standard model would have to be. I, I want to know what the programming for maximum defense mode. They get the uh, they get the Krillotane to chase them into the into the kitchen area where all the Krillotane oil is. Uh, and they've deadlocked the barrels, which I don't know how you deadlock a barrel. Mm. Um, so I mean, I'm sure that if you are the ruler of a species, you you have a few you got some fancy barrels. You have a few tricks up your sleeve. It's revealed that pretty much the only way to get them to get covered in the oil to die is for K-9 to blow a barrel up, but he has to be really close to it, so he's going to go too. Uh, and so the doctor says, uh, good dog, K-9. Affirmative. Uh, and then when the uh, Krillotane come in and have the oil blown up all over them, the headmaster says, bad dog, K-9. Affirmative. <laughs> Which is my favorite. Oh, God, that's so so silly <laughs> just being told bad dog and being like yeah yeah to have it be like i i am a good boy it's got it's got the same energy like we brought up scooby-doo earlier it does have the same energy as the end of scooby-doo 2 where they're like who do you think you are scooby Dooby, go yeah it's got that same kind of vibe so with the school Blown up by the Krillotane oil. Everybody the, freaking applauds Kenny. Yeah, Good job, apl- Kenny. He blew up the school. Which, legit, I get it. When I, If I was a kid, someone blew up my school, I'd probably cheer them too. As long mm. as nobody died, I mean. Yeah, back in 2006, absolutely. <laughs> now, if somebody blew up my school and I was in school, all right, bud, that just means we're going back to Zoom class. Hooray. Oh, jeez, right. Uh, <laughs> um, no excuse. Although now. even then, you're still doing with the fact that the 
Some of the teachers are dead, too. Some of the teachers blew up in that Curlton uh, uh, explosion. I mean, yes, but it sounded like a lot of the teachers had already been sent home. Oh, no, I meant the mysteri- ma- the Krillotane teachers. Oh, well, pff, fuck those guys. We <laughs> don't care about them. They're um, ugly. <laughs> they're ugly. And loud and just kind of gross. And <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that monkey-faced, fanged. I'm trying to think of what other animals that stumpy tail, <laughs> meaty legs... Uh, California raisin. California raisin looking motherfuckers. <laughs> Dried out sea cucumber. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> the TARDIS company and Sarah Jane all come back and Sarah Jane gets to see the TARDIS for the first time. The since... inside of the TARDIS, which did you know from the outside, if you look inside the TARDIS, it simply looks like a poster <laughs> of the inside of the TARDIS. <laughs> Well, it is. I will. It is kind of hard to try and convey because you're basically looking into a room that doesn't keep going. I mean, you could also very easily justify it by having it be like a wall that you're seeing, like just kind of a f- blurred out. Like, yeah, I think like you usually try to get the open door from an angle so you don't get. You just see the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, but every once in a while, you just have to get it from that angle, and so it. I, they, I will say that effect does get better as the show goes on. Mm. Prove it. Uh, but Sarah Jane steps in, having not seen the TARDIS since, because because the TARDIS for the ninth and the tenth Doctor looks radically different from the one that the classic series had. Sure. Uh, you'll you'll see that soon. Um, sure. And the Doctor offers to let Sarah Jane come as a companion, but she says no. It's time. It's time for me to move on. Because she waited. She waited that whole time. Right. Or at least, like, I didn't, like, she probably was doing, I mean, she obviously was doing other things with her life. she had some kind of mention about grandchildren, and she said, well, for somebody. Because that means that she did not really look for anybody to spend her life with. Yeah, I I guess because she was probably waiting to go on another adventure. Yes. Um, And she got, and to be fair, she got her adventure, even if it was just in the UK still. Yes. But could you, because... When was her doctor, like, on TV? I believe I believe it stretched from the late seventies into the early eighties. Because uh, because the fourth doctor, in addition to being very popular, also has the longest run. He ran for seven seasons. Okay, so you know, even still, that's minimum thirty years of waiting for somebody. Yeah. Even if you're not like doing it, even if you're not like actively waiting, there's still a part of you that's like holding yourself back to go on. There's there's a shrapnel of hope that lingers around, kind of like when you order something off of eBay, but they send it to the wrong house. So then you send a message to the seller saying, hey, um, so I don't live at that address anymore. So if it gets sent back to you, this is the new address. And they say, oh, OK, well, we'll I'll, I'll see what happens. And then you've lost all hope that you're ever getting <laughs> your vintage McDonald's toy, commemorative McDonald's toy from the movie Black Cauldron. And you just give up hope that you're ever going to see that. But lo and behold, several months after you've lived Hello, in your house. Several months after you've moved into your new home, you receive a mysterious package in the mail that is the McDonald's toy you thought was going to be lost in the mail forever. Mm Kind of like that. (laughs) Just a random made up 
thing that happened. Not to me. <laughs> Somebody probably. Somebody I know. Yeah. Just a person. Just a friend. You know, her, her name is Sassy. Sa- sassy. <laughs> sassy. Sassy. <laughs> Sassandra. No, it was Lassie, the, the dog. Lassie the dog. Yeah. Gassy the tootin' pooch. <laughs> Dogs can go on eBay. <laughs> Dogs have credit cards. But so Sarah Jane is offered a position as companion to go along with the next journey, but she declines. She just wants him to say goodbye. Yeah. She wants a formal goodbye. So she knows that this chapter of her life is over. Yeah, she gets she, she gets her closure. Which, um, oh, it's a, mm, sweet, sweet closure. I love that. <laughs> but Mickey uh, asked if he can come along because I mean, Mickey has been offered the, a position as companion before, but he turned it down last time. And this time he wanted to come along because this episode made him realize that he's quote unquote the tin dog well because he at the beginning of the episode is guy in chair yeah and even not in those specific terms but does refer to himself as such and then puts the pieces together and realizes that he is quote the tin dog unquote (laughs) and he doesn't want to be the tin dog understandably so but then the doctor says oh yeah sure you can join us it'll be good for a laugh (laughs) which is a weird mean thing to say like, dude, I thought you were oh, first. You call him a little girl, and now you're calling him a joke. I was. It's also because Mickey hasn't fully gotten over his hangups with Rose. No. Uh, so they there's a part of me that sort of enjoys that Mickey has accepted that their relationship is just kind of weird. Like it's not quite a thruple, but they're also not quite anything else because he refers to Rose as the Doctor's misses at one point, and as Sarah Jane as his ex. And I'm like, that's weird for you to say that Mickey, because you, as far as we could tell, still have emotional hangups with Rose. But now having watched this, I think now my fifth or sixth time seeing this episode, I finally get it where I'm like, Oh, he's just acknowledging that this relationship is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was, I found that kind of refreshing. Uh, It is uh, Rose, however, that seems kind of bothered by Mickey coming along. Um, like, I think, I think she sort of liked that he was her, her like little, like, you're my toy that I can come back home to. You're the thing that keeps me tied down to earth. Yeah. Not my mom. (laughs) Because my mom kind of sucks. Not Jackie. Yeah. So. Who I'm realizing we haven't heard from Jackie in a minute. We have not heard from Jackie in a minute. Um. Both in context of this episode and future episodes. (laughs) probably means we're gonna see jackie soon yeah uh we'll see what happens but as sarah but as the doctor disappears away uh, a new canine is there (gasps) affirmative uh a new canine is there and i enjoy her little moment where she acknowledges that this is a he replaced canine with a newer model because the doctor does that she says it upset but then has that look of somebody who's also endeared yeah annoyed but endeared yeah, she she understands. It's not she's not complaining about this facet of the doctor, but it is a trait that she she now acknowledges exists. That she is not that be, the doctor has moved on, and so now she can move on as well. But now she has this little piece to like remember him by. Yeah, and, and she and she does move on. She moves on to her own spinoff series, the Sarah <laughs> and Jane she Adventures. She has a, a companion. Canine, who also <laughs> has his own spinoff series. Yep, in a we in a weird other body that I showed you uh, during I the last it. recording. It does look not unlike the um, 
I don't know if anybody else had them. We, you can see them up on the shelf. Poochie. Poochie. Yeah, there's Poochie and Meowchie. <laughs> it's a robot cat and a robot dog. Yeah, the uh, the when Canine gets his own spinoff series for young kids and they radically redesign him for some reason, despite Canine just kind of having like a- imagine Poochie mixed with uh fuck what are those ones? Not Octonauts. That's an entirely different show. Paw Patrol. Ah, uh, okay. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol Poochie. When I had announced this episode was going to be delayed on Twitter, someone did reach out saying they were excited to hear your opinions because they thought this was one of the strongest episodes of this series. And I am inclined to agree. I do think this one holds up really well. Um, excusing the doctor's weird, like weird sexist, like insulty throws to Mickey. But otherwise there's still some really good, like funny moments. I'm really sad. I just found a Poochie on eBay that they're calling vintage. <laughs> curl up now <laughs> my childhood toys are vintage now um ah! and i ha- and it, it it's really funny it's got uh i i can't say that it's my favorite i will say um canine is my favorite I, forever always <laughs> who do you prefer though canine or dalek i declined to answer <laughs> well what? one you'll be seeing more of but canine does not come back <sighs> at least not yet I know. Well, it's the difference. Man's best friend or space Nazis. Right. What Tough a choice. Call. <laughs> well, we've already seen uh, the next couple episodes, uh, but you haven't heard our thoughts on it yet. Uh, and you guys can hear that next time on the next episode of Who is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed? Hopefully these next ones will come out on time. Please, computer, I'm begging you, save this file. And if your file doesn't save it, you'll just be in a very far away. Save. God, your screen is so green. Jesus. So loud. bell means that class is over as is this episode of who is my doctor once again apologies for this episode being out late but i've already purchased a solution to try and prevent this problem from happening again however if it does happen again you can find out by following us on twitter blue sky threads or instagram at Wimdypod. that's w-i-m-d-p-o-d in fact if you go to our twitter the week this episode comes out you can vote on which classic series story i show cassie once we finish series two the fourth Doctor won our poll for which Doctor she she's first, but now it's between Genesis of the Daleks, The Pirate Planet, Pyramids of Mars, and The Deadly Assassin. If you aren't familiar with those stories, I'll have a short summary and reasons why Cassie might like them in that thread, so don't worry, whether you know or not, be sure to pop on by and give a vote. I've got to get to work to get our next episode out on time. This episode might have cut on a Sunday, but Tuesdays are still Whose Days. See you then!